we are here. We are here. The final day of E3 has come. It's gone. And you've ended up here at the Main Quest podcast. Did Nintendo save E3? Or did they leave it to wither and die like a lonely moth stuck in your breezeway? I should say, if you don't know, I am your host, Keith. I'm talking about what went down on the final day of E3 here, and I'm covering the Nintendo Direct and the Bandai Namco conferences. And if I have time, I'm just going to wrap up my thoughts on just how terrible and unnecessary E3 is. Which, shit, I guess I just did talk about it. <laughs> so, um, let me grab my phone here and uh, put that good old 20 minutes right on that clock. I mean, I'm probably going to go over today. I'm sure you guys are fine with that. But I want to keep the chunk of the episode to at least 20 minutes. So, uh, let us begin. First, I'm going to talk about the Bandai Namco presentation because they basically did nothing. Like, I know a lot of people talked about the Take-Two stuff and they're like, oh, they didn't do anything. Bandai Namco did nothing. If you blinked during their airtime, you would have missed it because they basically just showed a trailer for the next entry in the Dark Pictures anthology being made by Supermassive. It is called House of Ashes. And then they also had about like a five-minute interview with one of its developers. And it's definitely one of those games. I'm not sure why they would take the time to talk about it here because this is the only thing they had. And it was it was a game that was announced a while ago, actually. The trailer even, this wasn't even a new trailer. But uh, I guess if you're not familiar with these games... They're very narrative-driven. They're very narrative-driven horror games, and because it is all mainly story, it's not like you can say too much about this game. So yeah, it's just that. It's just another horror game that takes place in that Dark Pictures anthology universe. The game itself actually takes place during the Iraq War. I don't know. I actually think it kind of looks... Interesting. I haven't actually played Man of Medan, uh, but I did play Until Dawn, and that was pretty great. House of Ashes. What is this called? Home of Ashes? House of Ashes? Uh, you know, the caves and stuff uh, that they showed in the trailer, and looks very claustrophobic. Uh, it looks like it could be a really fun horror game, and I think maybe this might be a good time for me to go back and play Man of Medan, and I guess they're, they're standalone stories, but they're all take place in the same universe so maybe i'll get something out of it i don't know and then it was over (laughs) like it was literally like about six minutes and then it was done and i was like wait is that it like i had to ask one of my friends who was watching the stream too and he was like yeah and i'm like okay um like why why was this even at i'm not saying anything bad about the game like it looks fine I'm like, why even have this at E3? Like, they showed all of this months ago. <laughs> like, why why did Bandai Namco even show up? Which I guess that has actually just been the running theme the past few days, hasn't it? So, 
All right. Spend a little more time on that than I actually wanted to. So the event everybody has literally been waiting for. Nintendo, the god emperor of gaming. They kind of had a lot, but also had nothing. Nintendo didn't actually show a lot of new stuff here, so let's just go through the new stuff real quick, right? Smash Brothers Ultimate. They are still in the middle of their latest DLC season, character packs or whatever. And Kazuha is the new fighter. Kazuha from Tekken. Uh, I am, you know, at first I was like, fuck yeah, this is, Tekken is such a stupid franchise, like so stupid in like the best ways. And I'm like, hell yeah, like I'm all for this. They even did the whole Kazuha uh, dropping Jin into a volcano thing, but with like the Smash Brothers fighters and stuff. It was a great, great reveal. And I'm like, yes, you know, good old Boomer Keith was like, fuck yeah, Terry Bogard, fuck yeah, Ken, fuck yeah, Ryu. And now we got Kazuha. But then I was like, man, I'd rather just go play Tekken 7. It's a much better game than Smash Brothers. So I'm like, great. But also, I kind of don't care. Uh, Astria Ascending. Kind of looks like a side-scrolling JRPG. It's definitely a JRPG, and it uses the old-school turn-based system. Um, it's very anime. Like, all the plots of these JRPGs are, like, really convoluted and stuff, so it's kind of hard to talk about that stuff here, and you don't really know what exactly the systems are in a JRPG until you start playing them, so... I don't know, but yeah, there were some sections that were they were showing off in the trailer that kind of looked like it was like a side-scroller or something. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say. They didn't talk about it. We can just kind of throw that on top of all the other JRPGs that are coming out later this year. And uh, this looks like it will be out in September. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. I am all here for more Monkey Ball. Uh, this is going to be a collection of the first three games. Uh, it didn't really look like they've really updated any of the graphics. It kind of looked the same to me. It looks very GameCube-esque, but uh, the art style for Super Monkey Ball actually kind of lends real well to those graphics, actually. So, uh, it doesn't really matter that much, but uh, that's out in October. I'm definitely picking that up. Mario Party Superstars. Uh, this is both a remake of the first five N64 boards from that original game and a collection of mini games from the first couple of N64 Mario Party titles. Now, what gets me about this game is that it's going to be a full price release instead of just a DLC pack for the existing Super Mario game, Super Mario, uh, for the existing Mario Party game. And that's and that's the thing too with a lot of Nintendo's announcements today. It's a lot of ports and a lot of remaster collections that are probably going to be full price, which is bullshit. Nintendo knows damn well Mario Golf is not a $60 game or $70. I don't know, some video games are $70 now, some are still 60. I don't know which one they're going to go for. But yeah, but a lot of these games that have been announced, they're not going to be worth $60. Stop it, Nintendo. Um, but yeah, whatever. That's what they're going to do. It's Mario Party. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else you can say about it. Uh, 
it could be fine to awful, actually, considering that they released that minigame collection like, what, four or five years ago, and it actually turned out to be dog shit. So uh, the next game is Cruisin' Blast. It's a Cruisin' USA sequel, which I was sitting there, I'm like, I haven't thought about Cruisin' USA. I haven't thought about those games in, like, 25 years. So I guess looks like a racing game to me. Looks like uh, a Cruisin' USA game. Um... These were never really that great of racing games. Like, they were fine. There's just really nothing special to them. It just kind of sort of looks like another one of those. Um, I have a note down here. Unicorn. They showed off a unicorn. So you can be a unicorn in, instead of a car, I guess. So I guess you can say that they're finally changing up the formula. Next. Excited for this one. Uh, and it's not going to be $60. It's actually going to be $50. WarioWare, get it together. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I fucking love the WarioWare games. WarioWare Gold was not great. It was fine. Um, but man, this one, this one looks like a lot of fun. And yeah, if you want to ask me, the mini games in WarioWare are much better than the Mario Party ones. With this one, it looks like you can actually play as different characters, and each of them kind of have different attributes. So that's sure to cause like a lot of chaos during gameplay. But uh, yeah, man, WarioWare on the Switch. Fucking A. Uh, next is Donnarumpa. Donnarumpa? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Donnarumpa Decadence. I don't know what the fuck this is. I. It's a collection of four games, though, <laughs> including the new game. Dongarampa S Ultimate Summer Camp. And they're also releasing all four of these games separately. But I don't know why you would do that. Like, who's going to buy them individually when you can just get all four for $50 or $60? But, alright. So, yeah. This is a thing. I mean, I've seen these games. I don't know what the fuck is happening in any of them. But yeah, they're coming out. Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Black Water. This is a Wii U game, so that's getting ported over. I just gotta say, like, I don't, I've never played a Fatal Frame game. They have a kind of a cult following. Something tells me that Nintendo saw those Pokemon Snap pre-sales and were like, hey, get this over here. People love cameras. Cameras are hot right now. We need this over here. We need this on the Switch. Pronto. And then finally, <laughs> probably the biggest game to come out of the conference I think they should have probably closed on this one. I don't know. They they closed on Zelda. Spoiler, I guess. They closed on Zelda, but I feel like, in hindsight, they should have probably ended with this one. Metroid Dread, which was also uh, first tagged with the title Metroid 5. Kind of like Metroid 5 better than Metroid Dread. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be a traditional 2D side-scrolling Metroid game, and this is coming out in October, and we'll have an amiibo available as well, because of course it will. They didn't say who was making the game, and that got me thinking, because Nintendo hasn't actually made a Metroid game since Super Metroid, maybe? 
I could be wrong on that. I would actually have to look that up. But what I did look up was who was making this game because I was super serious or super serious. I was super curious. Um, it's Mercury Steam. Uh, they're making this, and I'm like, who the fuck? Who the fuck are they? And it turns out they made those Lords of Shadow Castlevania games. The first one was good, but they also made those bad ones. So before I knew who made it, I was cautiously optimistic. You know, I was kind of, I mean, I was watching the trailer and I'm like, I'm like excited because I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. It's like another traditional Metroid game, right? But I'm also looking at it with a little side eye because I'm like, something doesn't seem right. And then a little bit after the announcement, after the direct was over, uh, I had a friend send me a little bit of background on the game, um, which was totally unsolicited. I, he just sent it to me. And um, and then, I, you know, I found out who was making the game. And I'm like, Ugh. so, OK, so I guess this Metroid Dread started out as a DS game and was being made to follow up. Metroid Fusion, but for whatever reason, Nintendo ultimately scrapped this game. So I have to wonder, and now this is conjecture on my part, this, I don't know if any of this is true, but I have to wonder, like, how far along was this game? Was it, like, done? And then Nintendo had Mercury Stream, Mercury Steam, come in and polish it up and just so people would basically shut the fuck up about Metroid Prime 4? Because we know Nintendo doesn't have any qualms about telling their fans to take a seat, you know? Aonuma actually literally kind of says that later on in the conference, actually. But it is Metroid's 35th anniversary this year, so maybe this is a nod to that, but Nintendo, no, like, nobody actually even mentioned that anywhere. They... I don't think they've talked about, I mean, they've barely talked about Zelda's 35th anniversary. Like, sure, shit aren't talking about Metroid. So, yeah, man. And then I watched the, the treehouse. I watched the gameplay of this stuff and like, this game doesn't look great. It looks like a Metroidvania that would have came out 15, 15 years ago when it was supposed to come out. You know, you got the past 10 years. You've got Hollow Knight, Sundered, Axiom Verge, Ori. The bar has been set so incredibly high for games like these. And I'm like watching this treehouse footage of Metroid Dread and I'm like, God, this looks so, it's like a cracker without salt. <laughs> like that's how generic it looked. It looks so uninspired. Then And then the frame rate. I noticed there was some really chunky frame rate issues in places, which is pretty bad if that's something I'm noticing, because normally I don't even see that stuff. So, yeah, I I guess it's the next Metroid game. It's what we're getting. And I don't know. I'm not interested. I'm totally not interested in this at all. I Hollow Knight is the best Metroidvania game ever made. Fight me on that. I I don't I don't care. You're wrong. It's okay to be wrong, but this is definitely not going. I don't think this is going to come anywhere close. <laughs> it just it does not look good. And the the thing that scares me 
is I think Nintendo might be using this to judge whether or not to keep moving forward with the development of Metroid Prime 4. If that game is actually being developed at all, I don't think it exists. So, but if that's the case, I mean, it's a shame because Dread doesn't look like it's going to be worth getting at all. Like Nintendo didn't try here. All right, so I only have a few minutes left. Again, I'm going to go over anyway. Before we get to Zelda, because again, there was some Zelda stuff in here, kind of. Uh, let's shotgun the stuff that they quickly went through as well. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of the stuff that we already knew Nintendo was working on. Uh, or stuff that we even saw earlier with E3. So uh, first, Life is Strange Remaster and Colors is coming to Switch. Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Switch. And I don't know if you guys remember when I said that I noticed the frame rate on that game chugging along during the Square Enix presentation. I gotta wonder if they were showing off the Switch version. And if they weren't, showing the Switch version of Guardians of the Galaxy, then you know that the Switch port of this game is going to be absolute garbage. <laughs> so just just pointing that out there. Uh, the, the Nintendo Switch was underpowered when it came out in 2017. So the fact that we're still putting out full AAA games and putting that shit on the Switches, that's preposterous at this point. Uh, we've got Two Point Campus, Just Dance 2022, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, along with its new DLC, which I didn't even know DBZ Kakarot wasn't on the Switch. I figured that would be on there. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, Shin Megami Tensei 5, Doom Eternal DLC, the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remakes are coming. Strange Brigade. Mario Plus Rabbids. Sparks of Hope. Advance Wars Reboot Camp. I actually thought this was going to be a new Advance Wars game. Uh, because they said earlier this year that they were doing something with that franchise. Didn't expect a full-on remake of the first two games. I only ever played um, Days of Ruin. Which, it's not a good game. But... Uh, from what I've seen of this, uh, it looks like a really good tactics game. I actually can't wait to... I, I'm going to get it. I can't wait to see what people have been talking about when it comes to these. Uh, Hyrule Warriors. The Age of Calamity is getting some DLC called Pulse of Ancients. You get Zelda on a motorcycle, I guess. Sure. I think it's weird that they're still putting stuff out for this game, but... Um, why not? Skyward Sword HD Remake. I mean, they showed that. <laughs> it's still coming <laughs> next month. Looks like Skyward Sword. As for new Zelda stuff for the big 35th anniversary, Nintendo is releasing a Game & Watch Zelda. It basically has three games on it. Zelda 1, Zelda 2, and Link's Awakening. So there's at least one Zelda game worth playing on that thing. Uh, plus, it has a typical Game & Watch style game as well. I don't know. People are fucking stupid and buy shit like this. This looks dumb to me. The Mario one was dumb too. Stop giving your fucking money to Nintendo and letting them 
put out lazy plastic shit like this. It's stupid. And then after they announced that, Aonuma literally said, quote, I wrote it down. <laughs> There's nothing else planned for the 35th anniversary. I kind of chuckled a little bit because he's probably sitting at the Nintendo's offices like, I wish people would shut the fuck up about Zelda. <laughs> and then finally, finally, it's here. It's the reason why we wanted E3 to happen, right? It's the moment we've all been waiting for. This is why E3 exists this year, right? We got 30 seconds of absolutely no info on the next Zelda game. <laughs> they, um, I mean, it's just pretty much like every fucking trailer we've had at E3. Uh, they just played like a quick little trailer. Looks like Breath of the Wild, and if that's what that game's going to be. I mean, I'm out. Aonuma said that they're going to focus on exploring the sky above Hyrule. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. Another vast, empty space to explore in a Breath of the Wild-esque Zelda game. Great. Hey, finally. It's the Skyward Sword that they truly envisioned. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. It just looks like more Breath of the Wild. It looks like the exact same game. Uh, they showed some clips of new physics-based stuff because that's all that last game was about. It was just a tech demo for a physics engine. I don't know. You guys know me. I don't care. Did this do it for Zelda fans? Was this it? Was this worth the wait? Was this it? They they gave a vague 2022 release date. That's not going to happen. Uh, Zelda games are 100% delayed all of the time. There hasn't been one Zelda game since I've been alive that hasn't been delayed. A mainline game, I should say. I, not stuff like Hyrule Calamity or Crossbow Training or whatever the fuck. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've stayed off social media pretty much since the Direct ended, so I don't know what the reactions have been to anything aside from, you know, some of my friends chiming in here and there. Are Zelda fans happy? Are Nintendo fans happy? That's E3. That's it. It's all over. It's fucking over, finally. I yeah, I already said at the top of the show, I just don't think E3 needs to exist. And yeah, I think this year's conference, you know, was a little anorexic because we're now actually seeing the effects COVID had on the industry. And I think stuff like this just really does shine a light on how many people are actually working on these huge, huge games. But unfortunately, I think the ESA is going to be looking at Microsoft and Nintendo this year and being like, see, see, those were like the old times, right? Right? You like you liked seeing that stuff. But it's like, all right, so then, yeah, sure. Then cut down E3 to just one day. And even then, these billion-dollar companies... Uh, they have more than enough resources to put on a show all of their own. Literally, you know, this year, you take a look at this year, E3 was just Microsoft, Gearbox, Square Enix, and Nintendo just fucking blasting us in the face with trailers with little to no explanation of the actual game or what it is or anything. Well, actually, uh, Nintendo had the Treehouse Showcase, so that was cool. Nintendo did it right. Nobody else, like, said shit about their games. I mean, you heard me say, like, most of the time I'm like, I guess this game is a shooter. 
you know, half the half the time the trailers didn't show any gameplay. I don't know. I guess this is a video game. I don't know what this is. So yeah, I I know the money spent to be a part of E3 is a drop in the bucket to these companies, but like, I don't know. Your employees love bonuses just as much as you do. Trust me. Trust me on that one. I think you can take my word for it. They especially hate putting together shit for your stupid circle jerk parade of trailers that isn't actually indicative of the actual game and would much rather just probably spend that extra time they spent working on a two-minute lie with their friends and family. Or their beds, you know, like for sleeping. So, yeah, I, I also think it's important to keep in mind as well, uh, because I know you're going to forget, the Starfield fanboys have already forgotten the travesty that was Cyberpunk 2077. But you got to keep in mind that 90% of the stuff shown this year at E3 is... It's probably a lie. It's just a fancy trailer to get the hype through the roof. So, and hell, I mean, kind of worked on me as well. I've got a Series X on the way. So, I've gone a little too long again. And to be honest, um, I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to do this again next year. Maybe I'll just do. I mean, hopefully, E three doesn't come back because this is stupid. E <laughs> three is absolutely useless. Um, yeah, maybe next year I'll, I'll do one big E3 episode, uh, once the dust has settled and I actually know what the hell these fucking games are. We still got Sony. Sony's not a part of E3. They're doing their own little thing. I'm kind of debating if I'm going to talk about that or not. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make a poll. Maybe I'll make a poll. It's up to you guys. I do this for you guys. It's not for me. But yeah, this isn't, um... This isn't going to be the last time I actually talk about E3. I'm going to talk more about it in, in the games that I'm keeping my eye on uh, next month. Uh, it's going to be a pretty light month in July as far as episodes go, and I plan on doing a mailbag episode, so I'll probably be doing that then. Um, so until then, you guys can email me at mainquestpod at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at mainquestpod. Follow the show on Instagram. That's the main quest. I'm very active on Instagram. That's going to be it. Five episodes in four days and another one coming on Thursday. I am tired. Hope you guys take care of yourselves. I'll see you guys Thursday. Later. Later.